Good morning, welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan and this is your Fast Fun Daily Hit of Sport for Monday the 8th of February. Let's rip in. Well, technically it's Super Bowl Monday for us, but the point remains. Today is a day when even the most casual of NFL fans suddenly becomes a diehard who wants to know the ins and outs of the big game. So... Here's a little cheat sheet for you. You've got the defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by the game's current young superstar quarterback Patrick Mahomes, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by 43-year-old quarterback Tom Brady, a man who won six Super Bowl rings with the New England Patriots more than any other player in the sport's history. But heading into his 10th Super Bowl and first with Tampa Bay, Brady stands at the doorway of sporting immortality, as per ESPN's Stephen A. Smith. I think if he pulls this off, guys, at age 43, will be his seventh Super Bowl championship, considering all that it takes to win in the sport of football, I definitely believe that he would be the greatest champion in team sports history. So will it be the GOAT Brady or the Kid Mahomes? Experience versus youth, age versus enthusiasm, MySpace versus TikTok. Today, we will find out. But here are a couple more Super Bowl morsels you can impress your friends with. The Super Bowl changes venue every year and today's game is being played at Raymond Jones Stadium, which just so happens to be the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, meaning for the first time in NFL history, a team will have home ground advantage for the Super Bowl. Also, despite COVID restrictions, there will be 22,000 fans in the stadium. And if your friends are still looking at you like... Tell me something I don't know. Tell them you think the Bucks need to establish the run game early through Leonard Fournette, a.k.a. Playoff Lenny. And for the Chiefs, even though they've got the game's most dynamic player, Patrick Mahomes, their chances of victory will be equally riding on the ability of their defence to get at and pressure Tom Brady. And if they're still not impressed, get new friends. The Australian Open finally kicks off today and our very own women's world number one, Ash Barty, is flying. And that'll do it. It's a title in Melbourne for Ashley Barty. A dominant performance. Barty defeated Spain's Gabinia Muguruza in the final of the Yarra Valley Classic in straight sets. But while Barty's performance was impressive, the trophy she received was the real talking point. Holy Jesus. What is that? Well, the best way I can describe it is if you took Fatso the Wombat, glazed him like a donut, and mounted him on a chopping board. He looks glorious. You can see it for yourself at our Instagram page at the AU, and I know Ash has won a French Open. But if that Wombat doesn't take pride of place in her trophy room, I'll find it hard to cheer for her moving forward. And while Barty's serving up Wombat's men's world number one, Novak Djokovic is throwing down gauntlets. No, I don't have much respect for him, to be honest. That's where I'll, I'll close it. I really don't have any, any further comments for him and his, his own comments for me or for anything else he's, he's trying to do. Anyone want to take a guess who he's talking about? Yes, of course, it is our very own Nick Kyrgios. And while it's clear these two gentlemen do not care for one another off the court, on court, is a different map. I've said this before. I think he's um, he's good for the sport. You know, obviously he's someone that you know is different, and he, he goes about his tennis. He goes about his off-court things uh, in, in his own authentic way. Both men will kick off their Australian Open campaigns tonight, with Nick taking on Portuguese qualifier Federico Ferreira Silva, and Novak doing battle with Frenchman Jeremy Chardet. 
Six teams remain undefeated two rounds into the AFLW season, and while the Kangaroos, Crows, Demons, Dockers and Magpies all enjoyed their second wins, it was the Brisbane Lions who shot to the top of the ladder with their 63-point thumping of crosstown rivals Gold Coast Suns. And a sweet slice of AFLW history goes to the Brisbane Lions. They collect the AFLW's first Q-Clash win. Lions forward Jesse Wardlaw won the Q-Clash medal as the best on ground with four goals, while the Suns now hold the unfortunate title of the lowest score in the competition's history, scoring just two points for the afternoon. Well, this is awkward. Since 1961, the world's best surfers have descended on Torquay in Victoria over the Easter weekend for one of the sport's most iconic events. Bells Beach, Australia. And each year, the male and the female winner earn the right to ring the iconic Bells Trophy. But this year, the Bells won't be ringing. For the first time in 60 years, Bells Beach has lost its historic Easter weekend time slot at the Rip Curl Pro Surfing Tournament. The World Surf League is planning on flying a chartered flight from LA to Australia with 150 passengers, including the world's best surfers and necessary staff. And the Victorian government was simply unable to provide the WSL with the necessary assurances that Bells could go ahead given the COVID pandemic. So instead, the first leg of the World Surf League Championship Tour will kick off at Newcastle's Merriweather Beach in New South Wales from April 1st, with all passengers on the charter flight undergoing a 14-day quarantine period on arrival. This latest development will no doubt do wonders for the interstate rivalry between New South Wales and Victoria. There it is, your Fast Fun Daily Hit of Sport for Monday the 8th of February, and shout-out to Gaff, who left a review saying... A fast fun look at the back pages. This is right in my wheelhouse. Clever little pod. Thank you. But my wife says it's a perfectly normal sized pod. I'm Liam Flanagan. See you tomorrow on the scorecard.